Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente. This is Ish. And, and this, this is Season, season two, 2 of Pero Let, Let Me Tell You. Nuestro amor no da más. Tal vez como na, 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 na. I do love when you serenade si, me and forget the lyrics. Si ya se acabó tu amor. I don't know the song. That's Jennifer Lopez. That's from On the Six. You've never heard that song? I don't remember it. It wasn't a single, but that doesn't mean anything because her. Let's Get Loud wasn't a single. Ya Yeni llegó. Presente. That should be the start of our show. Ya DJ Inish llegó. Llegaron. Llegaron. It ruins the flow. No, ya DJ Inish llegaron. Her movie opens this week, today, Pero Friday. Pero Friday, Hustlers. Bueno, everybody, welcome to episode... 80. 80. 80, baby. 80. And of course, you know what the beauty of of this episode is? What? We have not one, but two special guests. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Let's talk about them special guests. We do. The first special guest that we're going to have is... and we Actually, I got to say, even though the sound is a little off in the interview... I'm just forewarning everybody. It's a little. It sounds a little choppy, and God bless technology as it is. We get to interview La India, Grammy Award winning La India, iconic salsa freestyle house. Singer. We got to interview her when she was hanging out in the mountains of Peru. She was in Lima. You know, as Lima. one does, as one, as one does. is. And but I think even more impressive is um, who our other special guest this episode is going to be. Do I know this other person? You may have uh, some knowledge of this person. He is, I think, the fruit of your loins. <laughs> Kristen! Oh, boy. We're going to... Th- that may be edited out, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, let's see what so happens. So stay tuned. So stay tuned. stay tuned. If you don't hear Tristan, it's because it's not... It's. Not- 
it, it didn't it's, happen. It didn't happen. It, it, it it didn't, didn't. There was there was schedule conflicts. There, yes, yes. He had another podcast. To he go had another to. podcast. He's been high demand lately. Yo, he is. Yeah. So so welcome to episode eighty, everyone. Yes, Beto Friday. Yes. How's everyone? How are oh, you? I'm tired but good. Me too. I'm tired I but good. I had a very long good. and exhausting day. But it's okay because now it's Beto Friday. Exactly. Aunque está cayendo un aguacero right now. Yeah. A water zero. <laughs> Total water zero. A water zero. The water zeros are bad here in Miami. And, but... and they're like, you know, from from nowhere to nothing. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, they're not being made So I want to start this week with something we say a lot in... in in all of our episodes, don't trust we, Whitey. We we love when we hear from you guys, and uh, we get so many messages from people. Just sometimes, just like commenting on stuff that we talk about. Other times, most of the time, it's very pleasant. Sometimes just sharing it's some love, not. Most of the time. But yeah, sharing love, and we absolutely love it. But every now and then, we get like. You know, and especially in our, you know, our whole motto is listen, laugh, and learn. Yes. We get like a little FYI. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, one of our great, great listeners who gave me a little FYI this Ooh, week. okay. So um, Sandy. Okay. Sandy has been listening to us for a bit and... Um, Long-time you know, listener, you, first-time caller. <laughs> you know how... Um, <laughs> I've been saying in the last couple of episodes, Bolo como mata ya pere. What is Sandy's Instagram? Uh, well, I, 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 I didn't want to, you know, because oh, okay. maybe, okay, okay. maybe Sandy enough. wants to be Thank private. You. Okay. Okay. Um, From Bikini Bottom. <laughs> but um, you know how we've been saying about uh, eso bolo como mata ya pere. Yeah. And you asked me, I think it was the last yeah. episode, yeah, yeah. What, what, who is, he? Who is what? Maria yeah. Pere and why did he fly? And I'm like, I'm not sure, but I know that my grandmother is always saying that. Have you heard the saying? I feel like I have, but I don't know if it's just because I've been hanging out with you for 30 years. <laughs> so. But my grandmother my grandmother says it all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. And I, obviously, I've heard other people hear it. So Sandy was kind enough okay. to send me the week Wikipedia <gasps> article on Matia There's Pere. a Wikipedia article on Matia Pere. Yes, there is, sir. So, oh so you're going to love this story. So. For the purposes of this, we're not going to refer to it as Wikipedia, but Wikipedia. <laughs> so you're going to love this story. So Maria, Matia Pere was Portuguese, uh, Portuguese okay. uh, but he was a Cuban resident. And he started a business in Havana in the late 1800s. Okay. And he was... He was very into um, aerostatic aircrafts, which at the time were things like Zeppelins and or the equivalent of Zeppelins. Okay, because it was in its infancy. Right. It was, you know, aircrafts that were uh, levitated by gas. Okay. Right? Including hot air balloons. Right, right, right. right? So, Matias Pérez was quite the adventure. He was oh, the Amelia no. Earhart of his time. Uh, okay, he right? was the Portuguese... Uh, Portuguese-Cuban uh, Amelia Earhart of his time. Okay. He did several flights, kind oh, wow. of showing, like, look how far I could fly. Bueno. Oh, no. Un dia, Matias oh, Pérez was like, you see this balloon? I'm going to go higher than anybody else. Y Matias Pérez voló, and he never came <gasps> down. Maybe he's an Oz. That's <laughs> what I thought, too! <laughs> So what Ladies I think, and gentlemen, the Wizard here. of Oz is a Portuguese who lived in Cuba. So what I think right here, so he took several flights on this um, oh, wow. on this aircraft. Matias Pérez would buy in 1856 um, uh, what he called the Ville de Paris, which was essentially the name of the um, hot air balloon. Uh, and on, um, he took a flight in it, and then a second flight took place on June 29th. 1856. Uh, local newspapers reported that the wind was strong that day, oh, and shit. the flight was scheduled, causing Matias Pere to delay his ascent. 
Oh, he finally decided to ascend around 7 p.m. Okay. Oh, okay. So he ascended. He that sounded he, so he went cosmic. Up, and he, <laughs> he finally decided to ascend at sunset around 7 p.m., but was never seen again. His disappearance earned him in a, a place in Cuban history <laughs> and popular culture. <laughs> you don't say. So on Wikipedia, it says, which this is what I think is great. I'm quoting Wikipedia okay, as okay, a source okay. exactly. A few days earlier, he had made a successful attempt flying several miles, okay. as I said. In his second try, however, uh, he became part of Cuba's folklore. <laughs> when somebody or something disappears into thin air, it's Cuban say, Voló como Matías Pérez. Flew away like Matías Pérez. So there we there go. There we go. Wow, that is the alert God, section of Listen Loud So Matías Pérez literally voló. <laughs> Maybe he's hanging out with Amelia Earhart. And he literally won't. won't and they adopted the Lindbergh baby. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you so much, Sandy. Yes, for, thank you. For that. Um, because I actually was about to ask my grandmother. Okay. Can you so, kind of Sandy beat me to it. Okay. But um, but I thought, you know, Wikipedia, you know, her her whole Wikipedia, um, entry, the yeah, whole yeah. entry of Wikipedia and her reference to it, I thought it that would be a little succinct. bit more. Yes. But isn't it great that it has a Wikipedia entry? I still can't like, believe that it has a Wikipedia Let's talk about entry. that in English. Well, yeah. Well, no, because sometimes there's entries <laughs> in, in Spanish that they don't have, you know, if it's something very regional yeah. that they never did an English translation sí, for, because nobody cared. Nobody. <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> nobody gave a damn. But apparently enough people cared about Matias Pérez. <laughs> I believe it. I have faith in our in our, in our caring about Matias Pérez. But I swear, when I saw, there's a picture of him in the hot air balloon. Oh. Look. We need to put this. Wait, which one is he? He's the one, the man in the top hat. Because one wears a top hat, of course, when you wear. See, the one to his to his left looks more like an adventurer to me. No, my looks more like who would be like I'm gonna montarme en una cosa de esa. There we go. So bolo como Matias Pérez. How do you like them apples? Well, applesauce. That's what I gotta say about that. So yeah. Aw, look at that. We learned something today. Yes, we did. We did. So, you know what else I heard this week, which we always, you know, here on the show, sometimes we are kind of dumbfounded at how <laughs> behind sometimes American culture is, or American society, or sometimes how, you know, it's like, wait, what? Like, they just, yeah, you, you do so, that d- the double take. Yeah, yeah, so this week, SNL added this guy called uh, Bowen Yang. And he is the first Asian cast member in forty five oh years. You know, and I kind of, f- I kind of was like, wait, like when I st- I, I watch SNL, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. But bueno, they didn't have a Latina until recently. But, but that's what I'm saying. I, I was like, wait, I watch SNL, and yes, there's not an Asian. Never, yeah. And I'm, and then I'm like, okay, wait, this show has been on for almost half a century, and there has not been an Asian cast member until now. Until now. Until now. I mean, those are the type of things that you. Yes, it's great that we. Yes, I'm glad we're here. We're here. I'm glad we're here. But it's like, wait, 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 wait. What? But like, like yeah. How did it take this long? And again, I, again, I, I think there is something to be said. Also, you know, there's. It's all subjective, right? I don't think that anybody at SNL was going out of their way to not have an Asian person on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I think also with a show like that where Lord Michaels literally scours, you know, a lot of times they scour these comedy clubs looking for talent. It could have just been the luck of the draw. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could have just been like, 
cada vez que pasaban, you know, either there wasn't an Asian person at that club that night that they passed by because they would go unannounced or, you know, it wasn't somebody who was up to snuff or for whatever reason. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just crazy that, wow, almost 50 years and now? Yeah. Yeah. That's like when... Oh, um, by the way, we're totally going to miss Leslie Jones. Well, that's another thing. When Leslie Jones came on... That they said that she was, I forget the number, but it was like a single digit number. Mm-hmm. Female yeah. cast, black, female black cast member. I was like, wait, what? She was maybe like the fourth. I was like, but, but, but how? Like, yeah. but these are the things that it's like. You don't realize. You, right. And then when you say that, you know, Hollywood or entertainment um, is racist. Right. <laughs> and or, or it's is not lacking, inclusive. Is lacking inclusive. You know, it's, it's, those aren't words just spoken. That's. Actuality, there's numbers. Think about the hundreds of cast members that Saturday Night Live has had in 45 years. You're talking about hundreds of people. That's true. You're not talking about an elite, you know, group of five people that like don't rotate. Right. right? It's not like the it's not like the show Friends, right? Where it's 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 only about these six people and that's it. Right. You know, they've had hundreds of cast members, and you mean to tell me that in hundreds of cast members there was not a single Asian that they found funny enough to actually cast on the show? Huh. Or that in hundreds of cast, you know, people audition for that happened. show. They've only casted a handful of black women. I mean, that's crazy. That is crazy. But again, that's when we talk about all this stuff about inclusivity yeah. and all that. It's because it's true, people. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? Because how? How is that? How is that not? Mm-hmm. No, and what's also shocking is that, like, again, it's like New York, it's Lauren Michaels. Right, we're not talking you about know. something filmed in, in Nebraska. Yeah. Where it's like, well, there ain't no, there's no minorities here. You yeah. know, I mean, it's, you know, uh, yeah, that's, I, I, no entiendo. You know mm-hmm. what, what else? No entiendo. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we had the whole hurricane thing going on here. Yes. So. Oh, and before we talk about that, mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody who donated to my drive. I did a drive here locally uh, in my community. to uh, collect supplies for the hurricane and a lot of people came up you saw all the stuff downstairs oh okay i was like i'm like why do you have so many bottled waters yeah um a lot of people came through and all that stuff is going to be donated to the people of the bahamas i'm taking it actually tomorrow Uh, on um, well on real friday i'm taking it on on real friday Friday. so everybody thank you thank you thank you who helped out Uh, i really appreciate it as we said last week, these people have nothing. So, you know, a bottle of water, some basic necessities goes a, lo- a long way. So, thank you. Gracias. Absolutely. Absolutely, guys. Um, well, no, on that on, on that related note, what I was saying is, you know, because we had all the hurricane stuff going on here specifically, you know, in South Florida, you know, we were a little fuera del de paso on things that were happening at a national level. The rest of the world. And one of the things that you and I completely missed out on, even though, you know, I know we said we were going to go. I know we said we were going to go, but there was a storm. There was a hurricane. The straight pride parade happened. Oh, fun. I'm sure it was. It happened on September 1st in Boston. But you know what, though? Seriously. I mean, I know that we were a hurricane. We were a little out out of pocket. We were bunkered. And I know that in terms of national level... The, the focus was that on yeah, the hurricane, yeah, yeah. but there, but I would also watch all news. I actually did not see that on the news. Yeah, it was very it, was, it wasn't covered very much. Good, um, which Good. yay. Um, but I found it interesting that because um, again, I'm just looking at you know uh, the, the the reports, and obviously, you know, it became the shit show we kind of thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it wasn't even a straight pride parade. 
it was a racist parade. It was essentially, yeah. It was just, it was just about like you bueno, know. Bueno, but didn't I tell you that uh, the founder, or the person who wanted to do it, he said that he was a racist. He just wasn't a violent racist. Well, I mean, if I have to pick between the two, I mean, <laughs> if I got to pick between a violent racist and a non-violent racist, but like you know, I think being straight is the least of his concerns. <laughs> I mean, you know, th- th- there were like floats and signs that expressed pro-military, pro-Trump sentiments, such as support our troops, build the wall, and crime will fall. Uh, a man, this actually kind of like this one, a man in a jester's hat carried a sign saying, great to be straight, as he danced down the street. I kind of like him. He was, That was the spirit we needed more of in a yeah. straight pride parade, you yeah. know? Um, but you know, one of the parade watchers, she said she watched it with her daughter, and, and she's like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm outraged by the idea that straight people need a pride parade. We're not an oppressed majority by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, wait, is she talking rationally? Yes. Yeah, well, she was a watcher. She, <laughs> she you watcher. know, she went there to see the shit show, right? Like, um... And, you know, one of the things I found most interesting is that there were actually more counter-protesters than than protesters mm-hmm. that showed up. And do you know who was, I guess, the de facto Grand Marshal of said parade? Actually, not even de facto. He was the Grand Marshal. Of the Straight Pride Parade? Of the Straight Pride Parade. See, it, I'm going to give you a hint. It, it, it was not, totally, it was not I, Ann Coulter. It could go totally ironic. <laughs> If they knew what irony was, right? Actually, it is kind of ironic when I tell you who it is. It's, but I don't think they were doing that on purpose. Because you know, like if I would have been, um, como se llama el, um, he's straight. Um, Hal Sparks. Okay, who was right, on queer, right, right. And, um, who was on queer folk? Uh, queer folk. I totally would have been like, I'm going to be the grand marshal Orion, for shits and giggles. Ryan Reynolds because he plays Deadpool, who is you know pansexual or like <laughs> right something like that. Yeah, like okay, who was it? Milo Yiannopoulos. The the um wait, he's gay. Thank you. That's why I said wait. it's ironic. <laughs> it was ironic, but I don't think anybody was in on the joke. <laughs> okay, did they know he was gay? I, I the, okay. So here's the thing with okay. okay we we got to give a background give, on, okay, on. Okay, go ahead and give. So Milo, uh, what's ya, his name? Yanopoulos. He is a total right wing. Um, I don't want to say political pundit because that gives him some type of credibility in terms of title. He's a harpy. He, he he's a Twitter troll, and he's totally right wing. I, I don't even want to say that he's a Trump supporter because this goes way more yeah. than just being a Trump supporter. He just he, he he's a bigot and he's a racist. He just likes attention. I don't even think he's those. And things he likes attention. I, I don't think that he even subscribes to the theories that he has. Oh, I've seen interviews of him, and I beg to differ. I oh, think okay. he does. Okay, I just and and actually his his Twitter feed was actually uh, canceled and it was deleted by Twitter they yeah. shut him down because it was on you know it was borderline hate speech right so I and mean if, if if Twitter is shutting you Thank down God. if Twitter is shutting you down mm-hmm. it's for a reason right and he right. is the and he's Marshall. also been permanently banned as of this year from Facebook by the way okay I'm looking at okay so that is that's a big deal right you're you're not just giving your opinion and right. Being a hard ass about it, you're you're gonna, really gonna, going out there. I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of sum up what you're saying right now. I'm, I'm on his Wikipedia page, which I invite you all to visit because wow, Yanopoulos has been accused of being an apologist for or supporting pedophilia. The allegation arose from several video clips in which he said that sexual relationships between 13 year old boys and adult men and women can be quote unquote perfectly consensual and positive experiences for the boys. 
So, you yeah. know what? Just stop saying that because. So we're gonna go ahead and just because I, that's I, that's I, gonna I'm, give him some type of. I'm just giving that as a as a as a. You know. Okay, but but seriously, did the organizers of this parade that's, know that I he was gay? That's what I because don't know. he's open, he's out. He's. I mean, yeah, he's out out and loud. I mean, I I don't. Okay, is it okay? Okay, was I this like know. a big joke? I don't. Well. I mean, the short because, answer because, yes. Okay, because... No, 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 seriously. <laughs> because the fact that the Grand Marshal was a gay man, I don't want to give them that much credit that this was... Like they, they, they thought about this. Right, that this was one whole big circular irony, like, ha, we, we got you! Well, actually, this guy Milo just uh, just three days ago declared that he's he declared bankruptcy, so he might have just needed the money and he might have been the cheapest one they could get. Right, but regardless, I mean, if you're holding a Darian, straight... Are you are you assuming that people do research... You're under the assumption that people... Are, I guess that's my fault. That's your fault. You're the one at fault here for all of this. Because you're assuming que la gente van a hacer a Google search. All they're going to do is they're going to be like, oh, you know what? He's... He... Because again, this wasn't a straight pride parade. They called it a straight pride parade, but it wasn't a straight pride parade. Mira, a straight pride parade would have been like men and women walking down the street holding hands, you know, saying this is... I'm not saying this. I condone this to be a parade, but, you know, this is a real marriage. Um, it's a traditional, a marriage. traditional marriage, or you know the, the little guy with the hat, you know, straight is great, or that, you know, or I don't know, a Hooters float, mm-hmm. you know, something brought to you by the makers of Crocs, like that's a straight Pride Parade. No, 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 no. I've seen Pride Crocs. That's because everybody does Pride everything now. I mean, I've seen no. I've seen Pride Pepto Bismol. So I mean, like, oh, bueno, but, I, I mean, mean, everybody gets stomach aches. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you were at the Pride Parade. I have to say, I think Crocs are the worst thing ever. They're fucking hideous. And so many people wear them. And, and what I like is, oh no, we're offending the listeners. Never mind. <laughs> They're hideous. Listeners, I love you. But have are... I ever told you the time oh. that, that I broke a case because of Crocs? What do you mean you broke a case? So one time, back in my big law days, okay. we had this like really big lawsuit of this woman who had fallen down at a store. Okay. I can name the store. Okay. She had fallen down at the store and she had slipped on water that the AC was le- leaking. Okay. And she alleged to have pretty big injuries. And we always questioned that she fell in the water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because there was water on the floor that was leaking from the air conditioning vent, you know, okay. probably because it was humid. Right, condensation. But condensation, but it wasn't... It wasn't enough to like f- to make you fall, right? Right, right. Like, to was, that magnitude. It was uh, maybe a few drops. Like we actually had an expert witness come and, and determine the amount of ounces of water, and it was oh something God. negligible that wouldn't have fallen. But nonetheless, See, bueno. there was water, said, right? Right. So she fell, and we're like, "Damn it!" And we we could, I could kind of sense it, but you know when you're defending a case, you you, you kind of you got to prove it and you got to find that like like and you were no. you were representing the store. We were representing the insurance company of the store. Okay. Um and one day I was there and I was with a buddy of mine with Andrew. Oh, and okay. we were there going back and forth and and um Andrew was like, "What shoe what shoes was she wearing again?" I'm like, "Crocs." And he's like, "Crocs." He's like, "Crocs, those are shirt the, they, they the shoes slip. you wear yeah. that you wear on boats, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Wait." I'm like, Aren't Crocs the shoes you wear not to slip? Yeah. So I went to like, because I didn't really know much about you Crocs other than them, them being ugly, right? right? right. Um, so I go to their website. I'm like, oh, hot dog. I was like, Crocs were specially designed to go boating. <laughs> and they were specially designed to be non-slip. So I'm like, llamame la opposing counsel ahora mismo. Because we're going to give her $500 and wish her a good day. Can I just say you totally had a legally blonde moment? <laughs> Why? When she realized the thing of the perm. Uh, the ammonia fog black light. <laughs> uh-huh. you, you had a legally blonde moment. I did. You I did. did. 
such a great movie. It is a great little movie. It is. Aww. So why didn't so, no? What, what she tells her? So how many perms have you had in your lifetime? About thirty, which I suspect because your your perm is intact. And if you would have had thirty perms in your lifetime, you would wouldn't you have known that you can't wet your hair in twenty four hours and the risk of ruining the ammonium ammonium fog lack light? <laughs> and if you were taking a shower, you know what? I could go on. You could go mind. on and on and on. But yeah, like so, it's hard. <laughs> what? Like it's hard. So yeah, so we missed the straight pride parade. I, Elle so. would have been great at a straight pride parade <laughs> for shits and giggles. Elle would. Elle? I, I don't even, she would have, no, she would have been very incensed. Yeah. Remember no, but that she, she wanted to have her, she wanted to get what is her, her chihuahua in the second one to be yes. able to marry. No, but she would have like hijacked it, right? Oh yeah, she would have told. She would have totally like, turned it into She would have had else. a pink float and then in the middle of like the parade, they would have done the bend and snap. Mm-hmm. If it does. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's straight so, pride parade. So, you know, Looking we'll, forward to the next we'll, one. We'll go next year. We'll go, we'll go next, next year. year. Well, I know it's in the peak of hurricane season, so we may not be able to. <laughs> we'll miss the hurricane. We'll miss the hurricane. We'll have to prepare the high impact windows. What and... I think is great and ironic at the same time is that it's in Boston. Right? That's just weird to me. I think it should be South Beach 2020. Can we put in a pitch? <laughs> Like the Olympics? Yes. Like <laughs> dear, Straight Pride Parade. Dear Straight dear Pride organizers. Parade organizers, please accept Miami as a candidate city uh-huh. 2020. And maybe the Grand Marshal could be Joe Carroyo. And it could be on a Viena Cultural. No. <laughs> One of his Viena no, no, Cultural. No, no, no. You know who the Grand Marshal should be? King. You know who should be because they wouldn't know either that he's gay is um, Enrique Santos. <laughs> no, because Enrique Santos is savvy enough that he wouldn't do it. You think so? You don't think Enrique Santos is... No, I no, actually... Well, Enrique Santos is tremendo, that, puta, so he right, in, in right, the best way possible. Right, right. Okay, okay. I can see where you were coming from. That when the that. middle okay. thing, you know, he opened up a shirt with like a pride flag and, and be like, like yeah. I'm coming out. <laughs> you know what? I like where your head is my, at, sir. My, Miami Beach 2020 candidates. City. I like it. I like where your head is. Let's, let's start the PowerPoint presentation it. now. We're starting it right after we finish. Right after we finish, I'm, I'm opening up a deck. <laughs> anyway, what else do you have for me? So I actually saw another article this week that um, I found very interesting and I think you would probably enjoy as well. So you know how we say that nowadays everything, everybody has a problem with everything and everything mm-hmm. is bad and everything is horrible and blah, 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 blah. Have you in recent years or or so started hearing people talk about how quote unquote problematic, problematic the show Friends is or was? I'll be there for you, friends. Yes. How, like, there's a lot of, um, you know, like, fat shaming with Monica. Uh, and, yes. And the gay, and, you know, yes. gay. Yes, um, I have, I have. Ho- like, homophobic. Yes, and I have. Blah, 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 blah. I have. So. Oh, my God. No, actually, no, 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 no. No. The reason I'm bringing it up, there was an article on Entertainment Weekly recently, <laughs> and the title is actually, the title is what caught my eye. It says, please stop woke testing friends. Mm-hmm. In the article, basically, thank with, you, EW. With it, yeah, seriously, thank you, EW. So they talk about you know, um, you know. Oh my God, the Monica how, fat moments are like the best. I I think it's hilarious, but you know, like that fat Monica. Um, you know that there's a lot of homophobic things that you know Kathleen Turner played a transgender woman. Um, you know, all of that. 20 years ago. But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're saying, you know, Friends wasn't made today. And I'm reading from the article now. It began nearly a quarter century ago and ended 15 years ago. 
Pop culture should be aspirational, but it also reflects a society as it exists in the moment it was made. It's not particularly productive to hold friends or anything else from past eras up to 2019 standards, and it's disingenuous to scold the show for failing to adhere to a level of discourse that literally did not exist in mainstream pop culture at the time. Now... People, perfectly said. Perfectly, perfectly said. said. You know, people who, uh, you know, saying people who accuse the writers of trafficking in like gay panic jokes seem to ignore the fact that the jokes were actually made at the expense of the man panicking, you know, Chandler Bing. Or, but also think about this. <laughs> You're setting me up like big time because I'm like ready to respond. Go ahead. Think about this. There's an episode from 1995 called The One with the Baby on the Bus. And in it, Leah Thompson runs into Chandler and Joey and, and Ben, Ross's son when he was a baby, on the street. And she just assumes they're gay dads. She's not amused, uncomfortable, disgusted. She's just, oh, how great. You know, oh, my brother and his boyfriend have been trying. What agency did you did you guys use? And blah, blah, blah. Can we top, stop for a minute to recognize that this was 21 years before same-sex adoption was finally legal in all 50 states? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for every, for every misstep, I guess, because th- that we can say it may have taken when viewed retrospectively... It was very, very proactive. I mean, freaking, you know, Ross's ex-wife was a lesbian, and it wasn't like, you know, he okay. was he was the joke of it. Couple not, of things, not her exactly. Couple of things. The whole thing and, with Kathleen Turner. Okay. I mean, the nowadays joke, they wouldn't do it, but, but the joke was the fact that it was Kathleen Turner because a lot of people had started to say that Kathleen she started, Turner she look st- started to look mannish yeah. and her voice had changed. So that was part of the joke right. that it was mm-hmm. Kathleen Turner, right. not another actress, but Kathleen Turner, right? Right. And the whole thing about the, the gay jokes or whatever, um, you know, I've seen them. They don't come from a place of power, right? They come from a place of humor and ridiculousness. Because as I said, generally the person making the gay joke is the person who is being ridiculous, right? right? right. So it's not like the cool guy comes in, you know, and says a derogatory gay joke and he's the cool guy and he has spoken. No, it's generally Chandler saying something stupid, which that is the character of Chandler, you know? (laughs) He's supposed to be... Uncool and weird and like uncomfortable and and all that. So it's more of a joke on him that he doesn't get it. And yeah. and the whole thing about the the um, Ross and his wife and you know mm-hmm. turning out to be gay. If you look at it, that was actually pretty ahead of its time yeah. because that storyline ran from season one to season that was to like the tenth se- season. Uh, that was like episode one. And and the whole thing about Carol and her wa- and her, her wife yeah. was the fact that she had a stable marriage. They were able to, yeah. you know, a co-parent with Ben and Ross, the male white the, the, the straight white male, white male yeah. couldn't stand a relationship. All his relationships failed. Yeah. So right? So even in 2019 eyes, you could look at that and say you know, there was were, a lot more good than bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. Oh no, 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 no! Don't start me with friends. <laughs> well, but but I think but it's something you and I have talked about a couple times here, where you know, it's whether it be you know, maybe it's cold outside. Oh, that's about this. Oh, okay, da, da. like it, it's 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 this this knee jerk reaction. You know to, what I would love to, to want to I, apply our what I would our love to show today. these like. I don't know if millennials are even at this, this point. If it's like the Gen X, what is it? Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z people that, you know, all need all safe space. I think that if those people watch an episode of All in the Family, their head would explode. <laughs> 
But again, it goes back to what we talked about last week with Dave Chappelle. They don't understand irony and irony and context. And And they don't understand that many times when the person is saying a joke that it looks like they're laughing at someone else. It's at their own expense. They're laughing at themselves. It's at their own expense. Right? Yeah. I, I maybe this goes back to how I think people read. I just don't understand how people don't get that. <laughs> we'll talk later about how you have so much expectation for the world. Oh, I have so much to learn. <laughs> oh, parece mentira. You have a juris doctorate and you still have so much to learn. I have so much to learn. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no mentira how friends. Because the, not only because I like the show... Not not only because of that, but again, that that show was one of the like most benign shows there were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. It, it was not about making fun of others, right? But rather of the core six. Whatever. Well, anyway, you know who you know you know who I think she would disagree, but I think she's got some. She's got a, a good portion of 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 her life sorted out. Mm-hmm. La India. La India. I mean, hello. She was talking to us from Peru where she was on in concert. Then I think later this week she was going to be in London and then she's coming to Miami at the end. She of invited summer. us out to lunch. She did invite us out to lunch, which, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what schedules permit. How's that? <laughs> um, but she's more importantly, if you're in the South Florida area and I don't know if she's taking this show on the road, as they say, mm-hmm. as, you know, the Hollywood types say, um, she is doing a tribute to Celia Cruz and it is. Here at the end of September, uh, September 28th, at the Adrian Arsht Center. So if you are in South Florida or if you're going to be in South Florida around that time, you know, absolutely check out the show. I think we'll probably, we're, we're going mm-hmm. to try to be there. Um, you know, as you'll see when we, when you hear the interview, and again, apologies for the... <laughs> she was in a mountain in Peru, people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was literally in Lima. Um, but the... No, but she was in a mountain. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, she was she talking about the that she was looking into yeah. the mouth. I was yeah. like, oh wow. Pero the love and the way that she talks about Celia Cruz, you know, here's somebody who has her own storied career in every single right, and when she talks about Celia, you can tell that she speaks about her with just this love, like an admiration. That even though they were peers. You know, you can still tell that that there's there's a hero uh, aspect to it. Right. It, it, right. it was beautiful, right. quite honestly. So, without further ado, here's our interview with La India. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hola, India. Hi, I couldn't hear you guys as much. And I can hear you so much better now. Awesome. <laughs> and I can have a cocktail. Oh. <laughs> I'm out here in Peru and having a nice time. And, and today is my last day. And, and, and it's one of those days that it's not cloudy because, you know, they're Peru. It's always like 24-7. They always have um, 
a lot of cloudiness. Yeah, where are you? In- so this is actually the first day that I could see the mountains. So in Lima. Oh, very nice. So in Lima. Very nice. Yes, me gusta. Me gusta mucho. La gente son alegres. Muy alegres. Cara, mucho Lima. Son una preciosidad. La comida. Peruvian food is like the, the bomb. Best. I think it's the best food that, out of all the countries. It has the best food. No, it's it's insane. If you if you if you like ceviche, you know you're gonna love it here. Oh, I know. Si te gusta las los caldos, las sopas. This country is like there's a variety of soups. Like every day I order a plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, eso saludable. I love to eat. <laughs> That's awesome. That was one thing that my godmother Celia, my godmother Celia, she knew that I was kind of like girly. And we would have a conversation, her and I. Claro que sí, quiero mi sopita, mi negrita, sí. She was so cute. Oh. You know, and she knew how to get to my heart. Every time she talked about the soup, I was the first one in line. Yeah. That's awesome. See, that's the type of story like you could only tell because you had that connection with Sarah. Huh? So when when did you actually meet Sarah? Oh my God! We it always know you worked thing. together and you idolized her. But when did you actually guys? When did you guys meet? You know, we already knew each other through her her beloved um, nephew John mm-hmm. Paul, who passed away. You know, he passed away of leukemia. But you know, he used to be a big fan of mine. And he used to come to the clubs. Like, I would see him. If he was in Miami, he would show up to my shows. If I was in New York, he would show up in the Palladium to see me. And he always told me, he was like, you need to meet my aunt. And I didn't believe him. He was like, I, you're the sobrino de Celia Cruz. <laughs> and I was like, you know, you're not. And, he, <laughs> and one day, like, you know, he, one day he, like, uh, he made my, my dream come true. Because what he did was he showed up, and he showed up with my godfather. She couldn't make it because she was, you know, resting when she had a show. And but my godfather Pedro showed up, and he's like, "Oh, you say Pedro?" And I was like, "Mira, cabecito de algodón." <laughs> and then we started talking, and you know, we we sort of like became, you know, like like festive friends <laughs> immediately. And then, and then after that came the crossover. It was so so interesting that it happened that way. Mm-hmm. But then, like she always liked my voice. And then in 1991, when I had crossed over to do my first salsa album, um, she was uh, she had a great relationship, business relationship with Ralph Mercado. At the time, Ralph Mercado did not have a record a record company that consisted of the new generation that was to come. Mm-hmm. So he was. They were interested. He was interested in signing me. So what he did was he he showed the album to her, and he was like, "Do you think that I should sign this girl?" And she was like, "Of course, I know India. She's like my 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 nephew idolizes her. She has a lot. Of, she has a great show. He loves her. He thinks she's the greatest. And I think this is great for her. You know, I think you should sign her. And because of her, I got signed." Well, you know, so from the very beginning, she was already No, pero es que, pero es que you are the epitome of talent, woman. You, your, your voice is. It's no matter which of your songs, the second it starts, there is no doubt that it is yeah. India that you're about to hear. You, I mean, I know Celia's the queen and you're the princess, but let me tell you something. Both of your voices are equally iconic as far as you know we're concerned. And, it, you know, and, it, it, and we, you know, because there was such a spiritual bond between us, you know, we were able to work really good together. There was never no rivalry because I idolized her. 
she was my teacher, and she was like, you need to, like, okay, this part, you have to, like, not hold it so long, because, you know, she was the queen of rhythm, and she was like, hold up on this a little bit, and everything she would tell me, I would do, you know, she was my teacher, and she was really funny, she would tell me things that she wouldn't tell anybody else, what she did. You know, she was always a very humorous person, you know. She was the type that she could read people and she did it in a very um innocent way. She never had any negativity inside of her. She was a very positive person and I think that is one of the reasons why she became the legendary person that she became because it's not a coincidence that a good person could be blessed with so much talent. You know, and that she was able to give her love to the people around her. If you would know her, you would immediately you would bow with her because she was very, very spiritual. She had that same spirit like Selena. Selena had that too. Wow. Selena was somebody that was very, very, very friendly, very talented and humble. You know, there's certain kind of artists that come once in a lifetime, and when they they touch people's heart, some of them are not are not are not nice people. And I consider my godmother, you know, a queen, but not so much of her, the talent that she had, but also she was a very human, uh, humanitarian person. And she cared about life. She cared about the people. She cared about children. She cared about poverty, people going through changes. And she was very, she was very good to the, to the artists, you know, people that was come up and coming. Mm-hmm. She was always the type to be there for them. And I'm very grateful that I got that opportunity to meet John Paul and let me to my godfather and her because then in 1997, she was like, I'm making this official. <laughs> and I said, what? And she says, I'm, I want to baptize you. I'm baptized. I said, I'm all grown now. I don't know if I want to go to the church. You know, and she was like, no, you're going to the church. So she is legitimately she goes, you need to be baptized your, by the Lord. <laughs> she took me to the church. I was older. <laughs> I was the only person there, adult. She didn't have to carry me to the altar. I had to walk my way there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, because you never know. It was a lot of so times funny. Say, it was her. Sometimes people say madrina or padrino. You know, it's just like. They're not technically. Yes. Parents, oh, it could be something really, spiritual. Really Your godparents. Yes. It could, oh, it could also be like a spiritual thing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes it could be like a spiritual thing with religion that she could have like baptized me. But no, she baptized me Catholic. In the Catholic Church, her and my godfather, I was the only adult there because everyone else had their children carried on their babies. You know, you and it was going to a church. It was awkward. It was. It was. Yeah. To yeah. Have, you know, a church. Yeah. With yeah. With kids yeah. to be baptized, and there walks in Pedro Celia Cruz in La India to be baptized. And father was like, know. okay. That's awesome. I remember the priest was like, is this for real? <laughs> the priest was shocked. He was like, I can't believe this. But it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful day, was, uh, the 14th of February, because she believed in, you know, love, and she believed in friendship. And it was a beautiful, beautiful, sunny morning. And she showed up looking beautiful, like the diva she was, and. My godfather looked really nice, and so and cool. I had to dress up, do my part. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, I mean, obviously now you, you know, you're coming up in the next couple of weeks. You're doing a tribute to your madrina, and by extension to your padrino too, because I mean he produced all her music here in Miami. Uh, 
you're doing a tribute to Celia Cruz. How did that come about? I just love being around them. They used to make me feel, you know, I felt blessed. I felt like I wasn't just, this was something that was God sent to me, and I had to appreciate every moment, every second that I had, you know, next to them. Yeah. And then it was like being on stage with this beautiful queen, this angel who who can dance and sing and and improvise and you know and and dominate you know what la rumba the way that she did oh, i've never man. seen anybody like her and there will never ever ever be anybody like celia like nope. celia my grandmother was she's the queen of our music she fought really hard she believed in in freedom of speech and she she believed in being liberal Mm-hmm. You know, and to be a free to express her emotions, and that's why when that happened in Cuba, she when she when she left the island, she left her heart and soul. You know where she, where she came from, where she was born and raised, but yeah. she had to leave because she couldn't. She she would never agree, and she never believed that the the Cuban people should be deprived of liberty. No, absolutely. You know, well, she was somebody that she meant. That's what she felt. She meant a lot to a lot of people, and not all singers or celebrities get to do that. She meant somebody to. She meant a lot to a lot of people, and with what you were saying earlier, she. I mean, we never met her, um, but she always felt like she was part of your family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she felt very familiar, even though she was a global superstar. I she, she felt like she was one of yours. Like she was, you know, una tía. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you look at it, this woman is, was bigger than Madonna, bigger than everyone, bigger than Michael, bigger than everybody, because she had 50 years in this game. Yeah. Yep. You know, none of the artists know she has five decades of, of traveling the world, of singing, of making movies, and making, you know, making the best of what she represented. She took her music and she internationalized it. Yeah. Everywhere she went, she put a staple, she put her flag. She put her heart and soul everywhere. And, I mean, I look up to her so much that for me, it's like she's my angel. And, you know, and, and this year I, I'm like 33 years in this game and she made 50 years. And I'm like, wow, man, yeah. I've got two more <laughs> decades if I even make it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like... Well. You know, but you know, because you never know what God has in store for you. So I am so grateful, so grateful that I was able to meet her and and to be able to, you know, share her love, you know, with the world. Because, you know, she taught me to be true to myself. She taught me to always respect my, you know, my audience and my fans, to appreciate them. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have known the essence of what that meant. And I'm here you know, and I'm here and I could talk about it today. I'll tell you, man, I am very thrilled, very honored that I'm able to do this concert for her. It's the first time that I do it. I never like singing her music because nobody could sing her music the way that she sings it. And I have to take two tones higher because I'm a first soprano. And it's so interesting. And I decided to do this. I told Omar, I said, now it's time for us to do this beautiful con- concert where everybody could go sit down and enjoy you know, um, her goddaughter singing to her and 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 paying tribute to her. She's done so much to help my career, and I will never ever forget forget about her. She's she's been like my mother, my friend, my you know, my teacher, my mentor. You know, all in one package, and it's all a big bundle of love. And 
I can still feel her love, you know. Yeah. But I'm so proud of her, you know. She's more alive than any, than any. She's more alive now than anything, you know. Her music lives on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what what made it feel like this was the right time for you to to do the tribute? Because, as you said, you know, you obviously you're very connected to her, you know, you spiritually, and just you have that bond, and and you just kind of you just said, you know, it was like now's the time. What what do you think is it about this moment that makes it the right time for this for this tribute? I mean, one is. 19 years since she passed away one more year we're gonna it's two decades you know 20 years that she's gone and i'm getting older i'm no longer in my 20s or my 30s you know cause now i'm 50 and i'm stronger than ever and it makes sense i'm 50 she made 50 years five decades in her in her career and i think it's time for for me to do this is something that I've always wanted to do, but I, I've always been so sentimental about it and melancholic about losing her. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when I lost her, I didn't have that that person that loved me and believed in me like the way that she did. So it took a lot of years for me to, to try to accept that she's gone, you know, because it was hard for, for all of us, all of us that loved her. Most of us have passed away and I'm still here. And I think, you know, more than ever now, it's time for me to step up and be strong and, and to do this. And then, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm like a little girl that I'm like, I can't wait until getting closer to the date. And I am so excited. We have a great orchestra of wonderful musicians that are all excited to go out there and, and play for her. And people that she's been working with for over 40 years wow. that are going to be up there with us. That's a lot. And we're excited. <laughs> no, you should yeah, be. You and, should be. And, yeah. and, and honestly, I mean, it just, it sounds beautiful. And I, I can't think of anybody more, you know, in a better position to, I don't even want to say pay tribute to Celia, but to really kind of bring her, bring her essence out, you know, amongst, amongst the audience. Well, you also bring an authenticity. Exactly. You did have, you or you do have a real connection with her. You're just not someone who is going to do a tribute to her, because, her songbook. because you're going to do a tribute to her. I mean, you have a real connection with her. So I think that as an audience, you know, we're going to know that that's coming from from you, from it's the heart. Genuine. That it's just not you trying to put on a show. For many years, I, I would see a lot of artists lie and say, oh, I met Celia. You know, she was a good friend of mine, but they don't have pictures videos nothing memorabilia to prove that so i know they're lying you know when they're saying oh you know said it gave me a pair of earrings my godmother would never do that because my godmother was very old protective with her belongings and she would never give anything that she was used by her if she had something brand new that she maybe didn't use and you liked it she'll give it to you because it's brand new and she'll be like oh you can have it but she never gave any of her personal um items that she wore whether it was clothing or, or jewelry away. So I knew that a lot of people were lying. And I was so quiet. I never went out and put anybody out there and said, look, you're lying. You never met my godmother. I was so quiet, but those things really did hurt me because I said to myself, you know, it's sad that that's happening, you know, when, when in fact, you know, no one should be doing that. Right. At this point, she, she's, our, she's, she's our, um, our queen. So we anybody that's starting as an artist has the right to pay tribute to the queen, you know, as long as they don't lie about it, you know, and yeah, it's the saying like they met her, 
Yes, like I, I never, if I don't see a memorabilia, if I never seen you there, then you're lying, you know. You're using, you're trying to use my godmother's name to get into the industry. And I thought that that's very sad. And I saw it happen for the last three years. And I said, you know what? I said, the time is going to come where I'm going to have to step up. And, and I'm going to have to say it's my time now to, to pay my godmother tribute because that's what she wants. That's what she wants. And I know I had to wait 19 years to be strong enough to do it because I was in pain. You know, I never wanted to cry when it came to her, you know, I remember the day that I had to go pay my last respect to her. When I saw her laying in that casket looking so beautiful, like she just had her eyes closed. There were two things that I couldn't, that I, 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 I've noticed her eyes closed and that she wasn't smiling. Like she always smiled. Which, you know, my grandmother was somebody that was so happy. She was always smiling. I never saw her upset. I never saw her get angry at anybody. And sometimes when I would be rebellious, she would tell me, she would tell me, don't be like that, India. She was like, you know, you, you don't have to be upset, you know. <laughs> she was like, all you got to do is just smile and be positive. And everything will come to you. And she taught me so much, you know. Today, you know, it's like I could say that I could stand up and be happy and smile. And be like, you know what, I have love in my heart. And that love that I have in my heart, I want to share it with all my fans. And that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm following my legacy the way she wanted me to. And I know she's with me every step of the way. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart, the 20th of September, that stage is going to be magical because everybody's going up there to sing for our queen. Yep. And we want everybody to enjoy the show. We want the audience to have a great time. So I know this is a really hard question, but I have to ask because Celia Cruz has such a catalog of just amazing and iconic songs. What are some of your f either favorites or the ones that mean the most to you? You know, I like her music. I love everything she did when she was young and she was called Son Sonora Matancera. I love everything. I love the album that she did when she decided to do an album you know, singing to the, uh, it was a Yoruba album. It was an Afro-Cuban album that she did. Nobody even knew that she did when she sang to all the saints. And I thought, wow, man, this is where she shows who she is. The Afro, you know, the Afro-Cuban-ness inside of her. And which I thought was very powerful in her early, when she first started, I thought she was very innovative in everything that she recorded. And so then she moved to America. She kept her innovativeness. And she brought all, she was already a legend when she came to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. When she came to work with people like uh, La Sonora Ponceña, this, these people, like, they saw her like a god. They knew her music from La Sonora Montancera, and they were like, oh, my God, La Celia Cruz is coming. You know, so they were ready for her. Then when she worked, <laughs> then when she worked with Willie Colon, I loved her work. Oh, you know, when Creyso Se Abusó, Con Ella Grabó Se Abusó, when she recorded that whole album, I love when she did. Her, her work with Johnny Pacheco, I think he did an amazing job to maintain, you know, her Afro-Cuban-ness, which I think um, separated her from all the other Latinas that were trying to make it. They just didn't have what she had. And, you know, her music from that moment on, that she when Fania died, she still kept going, which I noticed that. She, she told me que no es llegarle mantenerse. She kept going. And she was the only woman that could go up there and perform with all the males, 
you know, so Nano's oh, a male-dominated total. world. And she's still shine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, she's my idol in so many ways. You know, you know really... what she has represented is like this powerness. This, it was like, she was like, don't look at me for the color of my skin. Don't look at me because I'm a woman. Don't, discri- don't discriminate. You got to let me illuminate. What I was going to say to go along with what you're, you're talking about is that something that a lot of times people don't really realize is that Celia Cruz has been one of the only singers or artists that has defied ageism especially as a woman because the like the songs la negra tiene tumbao and um la vida es un carnaval those those songs were songs that she did you know in the last few years of her life and she was in her 70s and those songs were massive hits um so yeah when she said para aquellos que ponen la guerra no she started rapping and then started like a rapper Right, but she, she was innovative. She yeah. didn't know what was coming. But she was she, in her seventies. She was in her seventies. That's right, and she that's died. She died right before everything happened. She died. You know, she didn't know what was happening, but she knew that she had to go into that studio and like cover every every little thing that she knew was yeah. wrong with humanity. Mira, no, if she was around today, you know she would have had a reggaeton album. <laughs> you know course. she would have been on top of it. That was like the beginning of reggaeton right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like really innovative. Yeah. You know, and I like the way that she worked. She went into the studio and she was a like a monster, man. She went in there and did it one time. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, you're on fire, you know. And she loved when I was around because I always loved everything she did. You know, and she loved that. She was like, a mí me gusta que tú Porque tú me das energía, you know. And... And I love being like that with her, you know, that she could feel comfortable to, to do the things that she still had inside of her. Because she always told me, no matter what happens, because she kind of knew she was going to die before me. And she always told me, like, don't ever let anybody define your age or tell you that you can't do this because you're older. Age is just a number, mm-hmm. you know. And she said, you, the youth, your happiness, your love is in your inner spirit. You know, and today I'm 50 years old, and I'm feeling what she feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, India, I mean, I, I know you're you're very busy. You have, you know, I think you even have a show tonight. So obviously, you know, we wanna we don't want to take up too much of your time. But you know, before we leave you, I have to ask. I you've been doing side stuff for years. Chica, when are we gonna get another freestyle album from you? I have. I'll tell you, freestyle was like it was the teenager years. You know, I felt like. But you throw down, girl. Time. You it, can. I mean, <laughs> you were like. I, I still have the the record of dancing on the fire. I I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I was young, man. It was like. No, you, know, we doing... you, you still feel young. What are you... <laughs> Let me tell you something. I can still sing the song. I can still do it. I have no doubt that so, you could carry it I, even better now than you did then. You know, we had so much fun. It was like, I felt like it was like, when I saw when I was young, like when I was a teenager, obviously I'm not feeling today, but what I do feel is that magic that these songs, people still remember the music and they still remember freestyle. I gotta tell you, 
I have all my sisters and brothers from freestyle music traveling around the world. Yeah. Still, you know? Listen. And then when some in India, you got to jump into the show, but I'm always busy doing some kind yeah. of baba We've, been, we've been to a few, like, <laughs> freestyle explosion concerts yeah. with, like, the big names of freestyle, and these concerts get packed. I mean, they get sold out because, I mean, it's a genre of music that's still so good. Yeah. So, so many years later, it still sounds so good. Yeah. yeah, I remember Expose. I remember the Cover Girls. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa, and the Cold Jam. You know the name goes on and on and on, but we know that they're still out there. They're still traveling. You know, they're we're all older, but we still feel like we could still do this, and we're doing it. And and you know, and it's amazing, you know, to know that people like Celia Cruz that you know she taught us that to continue no matter what age is just a number and. That's why we love her because she she, she she taught us. She was like, don't let people tell you you're too old. Yeah. Today, no. if somebody tells me, India, you're too old, I don't listen to them. I keep going yeah. because I know that I can still do this, it's you know? Amazing. And so, así. Y que la, la, la edad solamente es un número que no consiste en lo que tienes por dentro. Si tú se sientes joven, te sientes feliz, te sientes divino. Nadie te tiene que matar esa energía tan bonita que tienes monte adentro en tu alma y tu corazón. Y eso es lo que Estelia nos enseñó. India, on behalf of myself and my co-host, again, thank you so much for taking thank time. You, you, I mean, you. we, you know, thank we've been you. listening to you. you guys. Well, listen. This ain't fair. What, listen, we're, we're in Miami. We're going to be here on September 28th. We're going to be here for that concert. So, I mean, you, I you just say so. the word, girl. I hope so, and I hope we can have time and we could go out and have lunch, eat, and meet each other. Awesome. Listen, you know, it's not we'll, fair. This is not fair that we'll, we're doing this telephone no, conversation wait, we'll thing. We'll figure it out. We'll go out for some, unos traguitos, a little, you know, chicharrón, mofongo. We'll, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it up. Yeah. And your big hug and kiss and, oh, and love you it. love and happiness. <laughs> you know, cosa bonita, mucho éxito. Y triunfo en todas las cosas que, que hagan en su vida. Claro que sí. Gracias. Claro que sí. Gracias. Bueno, un, un abrazo. Chao, mi gente bella. And we're back. And if, and if you thought the uh, you thought interview, interview with India. India was something, <laughs> wait till you buckle up for this one. Yes. So now we have the Dir one, the only, direct from Kendall. the fruit of my loins, <laughs> direct from Kendall, Tristan. Hello. What's Welcome up, to Pero Let me tell you. Let's give him a round of applause. Woo! He's the new guy. I'm not a new guy today. I was in 45 and more. That's you true. You were in he episode 45 and more. He's actually our most repeated guest. Yeah, he's like, where did that? De todo. He was on 45. I didn't even know it was 45. Yeah. So what do you have to tell us, Tristan? Uh, well, you're in school now, right? You just yeah. started kindergarten? How's kindergarten? Good. Talking to Good. the Wait, talking get closer, to the dude. Get closer. What are you? Are you cold? <laughs> Why are you cold? So, you so hey, hey, Tristan, did you hear who got in trouble this week? Who got in trouble? Did you hear, Tristan? I didn't hear. Camilla? No. Camilla? Wait, Cabello or the chicken from the Muppets? <laughs> I would say Parko Bulls. Um, Ryan's Toy Review got in trouble. Oh, well, you like Ryan's Toy Review, right, Tristan? Okay, tell our listeners. I'm asking you a serious question. All right. Tell our listeners and Stephanie. Why you like Ryan Ryan's toy review so much? Because he has toys and I already have a purple egg, blue egg, and more. Okay, but what what do you like about him having the toys? Mm, 
Like, what do you find? What do you think is cool about Ryan's uh, toy review? Uh, 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 don't know. You don't know? So do you like watching him play with his father, with his mother? Actually, I love watching him play with both of them. With both, with his father, yeah. Sean, and what's his mom's name? Pollyanne. <laughs> is that her name? What's well, her name? It's- it's Ryan's, but it's actually Luann. Luann, okay. Luan. See, I don't know anything about Ryan's tour review because so, I don't have a so kid. So Ryan's tour review got in trouble this week by the Federal Trade Commission oh, no. for deceptive advertising. Well, that's never good. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's never good, right? So, do you know who Carl? Do you know about Carl's Jr.? I don't think he does. They don't have. Uh, we don't have Carl's Juniors here. You know what? In Carl's in Carl's Jr., they have Ryan toys if you get a meal. Oh yeah? yeah. How does a kid from Florida who doesn't have but them down do here know that? How do you know about Carl's Jr.? You don't. There's no Carl's Juniors here. Because I have watched one of his videos. Oh. And, and okay. And he talks about it there. Yeah. Oh okay. So wait, but do you know what Carl's Jr. is? I don't. Oh, it's a restaurant that sells hamburgers. Mm-hmm. It's like a McDonald's. And yucky milk. Yucky milk? Yeah. Why is it yucky milk? So, let's move from Ryan's toy review. Okay, let's. You know what Tristan is totally loving? And I totally love that he loves? Cuna de Lobo. No. <laughs> Kids learning dogs. No. Even that, be- you well, do love that. Yeah. Who lives in a pineapple, pineapple under the sea? sea. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, they can't see you dancing, dude. This is an audio. <laughs> they can't see you. So he's always telling me now to go to the what? What is it? To the poop deck. You're always telling your dad to go to the poop deck. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and what am I always saying? What am I always saying? Poop deck. No. no what am I always saying from the show? Mm. Who am I always calling? Mister. Mr. Krabs. So wait, who's your favorite? From Plankton's Toy Review. Plankton's Toy Review? Yeah. Oh, I, I would love to see Plankton's Toy Review. So wait, who's your favorite character on SpongeBob? Who's your favorite? Uh, Plankton, Mr. Krabs, Squidward, SpongeBob, and everyone. All of them? They can't all be your favorite, you silly. Okay, my favorite is... Squidward Squarepants. <laughs> you just created a whole new cartoon. I mean, Mr. Crab Squarepants. No, they can't all have square pants. <laughs> My favorite is Mr. Okay. Crab Squarepants. Now let, let, we're gonna we're gonna do a fire round. Now we're gonna ask you some questions really quack. No, really, really quack. Really quack. Really quack. Yes, really quack. quack. Yeah. Okay. And you gotta answer them quack. with quack. the, with quack. the, with the first thing really that comes quick. to your mind. Okay? okay. Okay. How many counties are there in Texas? Two hundred and fifty-four. How many states are there? 50. What are the top 10 richest countries in the world? Uh, I don't really know. No, say, say some of them. Which ones do you know? Uh, I don't know any of them. Okay, next okay. question. What are the five territories of the United States? Uh, North Mariana Islands, Guam, American Samoa, uh-huh. Puerto Rico, and... The Virgin Islands. Whoop, whoop. Great. What are the four gaseous planets? Gaseous? Like made out of gas. Oh, now I see it. Me. Jupiter, I'm, I'm one of the gaseous planets. Uh-huh. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Name me four 
um, dwarf planets? There's actually five. Name me five. Where are they? Ceres, Pluto, Maki, Makima, Hamea, and also Aries. Wait, was one of them Marky Mark? Five. What? Maki Maki. Don't you know about Maki Maki? Can't you get it's that at uh, Sushi Maki? No. 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 It's spelled M-A-K-E-M-A-K-E. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maki Maki. Okay. So, now we're ending the show. Tell us, tell the audience... One thing they would they would like you would like for them to know about you. Audion. No, come on. What's your what what's like the coolest thing about you? Like that you that you just think is awesome. Like what's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food is Target. Target? The yeah, whole store? Target. Good. I think movie, it's cute movie. that he, he likes his burgers without onions. He doesn't like onions. Oh no! I've seen. I've so. been there. I don't like cucumbers, and I don't like onions. Okay. No. Well, so. then there you go. He, so, so no salads with those things. So, with that said, Tristan, thank you for joining us on episode eighty. Thank you, sir. And Woo! now you'll be back on episode ninety. Yes, sir. Tristan and we'll will be. Have a big party in one hundred. Oh, we Damn sure right. will. Give me five. Give me five, sir. So now that. Now that that delightful interview is over. Now that that, that the Tasmanian devil has whirled his way out. I am definitely thirsty. I am beyond parched. So I know who I'm giving my... I'm giving giving a last soda. I'm giving a last Coke and a gasless Coke. I mean, just because it was a sale at Target. I'm giving it to Apple and I'm giving it to Apple heads or Mac heads or Apple Apple fans. fans. I didn't know I that just, had a name. I just don't get it. So Apple this week, too much fanfare because Apple, you know, whatever for everything. For everything they what I love to see is um Tim what's his name? Tim Cook. Cook talk about like this. I is, almost said Horton. This is the greatest thing that has ever existed in the, 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 the mankind. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, you'll be able to live your life, you know, through better. Cl- uh-huh. better. Yeah. It's like in every single one of them, right? So I'm like, okay, Tim Cook, what do you have to say? So pretty much the Apple iPhone, uh, which is the 11th one, yes, came out this week. Yep. Well, they announced it this week. They announced it this week. It's coming out in the next few weeks or whatever. Basically, the two main things it has differently is that it has. A higher screen resolution. Okay. Right? And it has a third camera. It has a wide-angle camera. Now, let me talk to you about that. My (laughs) phone that you see here, this phone, I have an LG. Okay. It's from 2015, so it's four years old. This has a wide-angle camera. The phone I had before this one had a a wide-angle camera. Wide-angle cameras are nothing new on cell phones, on Android. Nothing new. In fact, the reason why I have this phone is because well, it has a wide-angle camera. Your phone, I've always said, your phone has always had much better picture quality. Because it has a wide-angle, well, it has the feature of a wide-angle right. camera, which is something that I really like. So w- I give the Coke to App- Apple in the sense that I give them credit for always innovating, you know, the innovation right, never, behind never it. Staying you know, still. even though sometimes it's... It, who cares? Who cares? It's like... <laughs> Okay, you you have a wide angle camera. Okay, Tim. Thanks. Coke. Wide but... angle cameras have existed, you know, for a while now. But then the gasless Coke comes to this. I I don't get it. You know, this obsession with this product. How people it's a cult. Uh, how it's people like a cult. have to have the 
the newest iPhone the when it's almost the same exact thing as the previous yeah. iPhone. And they will stand in line and they will camp out. Like, I don't get it. That is the type of thing that that's the type of first world problem right. that really annoys me. That really, really annoys me because it's like, coño. You know, I under I look, I love tech. I love tech and I love gadgets and I love that. I love going to Best Buy and looking at stuff. I love it, right? right. So it's not like this is coming from the perspective of somebody who doesn't give a rat's ass like about me. tech, right? <laughs> I love tech and I love particularly I love phone tech, right. right? But I mean, come on. Come on, do you really need and then like the whole fanfare and hoopla around it it's like if the it's the, the coming of the messiah and it's like i think it's ridiculous i think it's i think it's ridiculous and people get so caught up into it and whatever that's my gasless coke here you go well my, well my my soda is not gasless my soda is yummy and fizzy and as full of americana as the person i'm giving it to the heifer corporation they're not full of americana Jennifer coolidge oh i should maybe some other day she's a good one no i'm giving it to barbie doll que está haciendo la bueno la Barbie la, la mexicana bueno they have that's one of the reasons I'm giving it to her. first of all because I actually on my personal Instagram I follow Barbie style on Instagram okay it is one of the greatest okay Instagram but are you, are you ever I, I'm asking you this in particular is it because of the the, 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 the muerto? Muerto? well okay. yes Okay, yes, because but there was a whole art. There was a whole report. We can't, yes, we can't have nice things. There was a whole report on CBS Sunday Morning on how there's people who think it's cultural appropriation. Go, <sighs> whatever. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna dignify those people. Okay, because I'm actually giving it to her, to her, like she's a person, to them, her. I don't know, to the doll, for that because you know they're coming out with a, a Dia de los Muertos doll, which I think is great. And actually, if you have any modicum, again, I think I caught your disease of thinking people are smart. <laughs> For years, Barbie has been celebrating different cultures by putting out dolls that are representative of different nations, of different cultures, of different events. But in addition to that, also um, on Women's Equality Day, Barbie doll released a doll of Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was Rosa Parks and a couple of uh, some other historic women like Sally Ride, the first American woman in space. So again, this is something that, you know, Barbie has realized in the last couple of years they've released some dolls that are of different body types and different heights and widths and skin tones and things like that. They are embracing, you know, inclusivity and having a much more multicultural approach. Yes, at the end of the day, Barbie, the head of, you know, the the, the brand is still, you know, a white blonde woman with the curves and all that. And I get it. But the fact is that they are really trying to make right. strides in the right, right. direction. Right. They're not all their dolls are not all, you know, blonde, white. Blonde, white. Yeah. You know? And so I, I applaud the hell out of that. I mean, I remember years ago when my sister, yeah, my sister was a little older. I mean, they did a quinceañera doll. Mm-hmm. You know, they've done, you know, again, you can go as far back as you've had Latina dolls and now you've got all these historical women being shown. So, you know, kudos to them for embracing diversity. I'm sorry I ruined your last Coke by the cultural appropriation comment. It's okay. It's okay because I feel like it had to be said. I just didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. But again, it's why we can't have nice things. Mm. So, Apple and Barbie are last sodas. So. I mean, two American icons, really, at this yeah. point. Just like La India and Tristan. Exactly. <laughs> they are on the same level. The same level. 
With that said, oh, this episode voló como Matías Matía Pérez. Pérez. And you know, con la lluvia que había afuera, something probably voló. We hope you listened, laughed, and learned. Yes. <laughs> and remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your jupiña. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was episode 80. Woo! 80! Thank you guys for sticking with us. And you can find us all across platforms. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. We're on Deezer now. And YouTube. What, which we never say. The, we're in the Geek, Geek Pro, Pro Network. Network. We're the worst freaking members of a network ever we never say it but we love our fellow love members all of our fellow members so. all right mi gente bye ese hombre que tú ves ahí que parece tan galante tan atento y arrogante lo conozco como a mí ese hombre que tú ves ahí que aparenta ser divino tan amable y efusivo solo sabe hacer sufrir 